Hey everyone, welcome back to the Jamie Star Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. So my guest today is an actress who has been featured in shows like Reprisal, Heels, and Outer Banks. My guest today is Diana Kirk. When did you fall in love with theater? So I would say ever since I was a kid, my mom enrolled me in our local theater classes and at first I was just like, okay, this will be a good way to make friends and like a pastime. But I think the moment I really fell in love with it was during our first show that we did. I just remember looking into the audience and watching them smile and laugh and just knowing that I could make someone stay like that. It's just one of the best feelings I've ever felt. Yeah. Do you remember what the show was? It was called um, Tea for Felicity. It was um, like this old timey show and I was playing this mean girl oh. and it was like, um, it, she was like mean, but funny. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like hear people laughing at some of my lines and it was just, Was there a certain role that you played that sort of gave you that boost of, hey, like, I want to go in and do this professionally? So I would say probably that happened when I started doing TV and film, because I feel like all throughout my life when I did theater, it was more of like, okay, I'm doing this after school. And that was kind of my hobby. Mm -hmm. And um, I started realizing in college, like, hey, why not do it professionally? And I think that moment was probably when I got booked for a short film and um, I just knew some people that needed help on something. And I was like, well, I have acting experience. Yeah. I might as well try it out. And so I just remember doing it and thinking like, this is so cool. I was playing like this flirty girl and like, yeah. it's, there was just something about it that I absolutely loved. And I just, I think that's the moment I knew. Yeah. What inspired your transition from theater to TV and film? So it kind of gradually happened. I remember so early on when I was like very little, I was like, I'm going to be an actress one day. Like I was thinking more along the lines of theater. Yeah. But when I got into middle school, I actually, it's a funny story. I didn't even make, so it, we had like a drama dance class mm-hmm. and I never made the cut for it because we had to like audition. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it was like it was really discouraging and I was like, never mind, like I'm not good enough, like I'll just do this for fun. And luckily in high school anyone could do it. So I got back into it. I started doing some plays, but I kinda like thought to myself, there's no way that like I could do this as a career because I feel like I had this mindset of like it's not realistic. Yeah. I feel like yeah. Like we're kinda taught that like that's not something that you can do unless, you know, your your family is, like, high up or, like, stuff like that. And I just thought, you know, a small-town girl like me, like, I, I can't do that. Yeah. Um, and so it wasn't until, really, college where I started changing my mindset. And I, I started thinking, why not? Yeah. Like, you can do anything you put your mind to. Yeah. And, yeah, it was hard at first, but I decided to just go for it. And so now I'm here. Oh, yeah, totally. Love it. So you didn't actually study acting or anything like that in college. So I was wondering, how has your studying of interpersonal relationships helped you as an actor? So it's so funny. I I never realized I would, you know, be an actor one day until it happened. And I started thinking back to my classes when I would study for roles. And so basically, I think a lot of people don't know this, but um, with 
TV and film, you do like a lot of studying your character before you even go on to set. And so um, it just helps it more be more realistic. Mm-hmm. And so I used to actually like go back to my textbooks and like look at like people's motivations for things and just certain things about that that I never even thought about before. And that really helped me a lot to basically turn my acting from good to great. Yeah. Has there ever been a time where you've been given a script and you see the line and you're like cracking up and dying laughing at it and you have to practice saying it like several times without like cracking up and breaking character? Yes. Oh my gosh. It's happened a few times, but the one I remember the most was actually not for like an actual show or anything. It was just for um, an audition I had. And so I was uh, practicing with my boyfriend for it. It was on Valentine's Day, and I was like, I'm so sorry. Can we just take, like, 30 minutes? I need to practice this real quick. And then, you know, we'll go do our other Valentine's. And so there was this one line, and, like, honestly, it wasn't that funny. It was, like, talking about coffee, and I was my character was like, okay, I have two drips, one for you and one for me. And, like, I just never really heard it be called drip before. Oh, that's hilarious. And I don't know what it was, but both of us, it took us, like, ten times to do it without. It was, like, honestly probably the highlight of our Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. It was, like, the unexpected surprise that made your Valentine's Day memorable. Exactly. What has been a career highlight thus far? Oh, gosh, that's so hard. I feel like there's been so many, but, um... I would say definitely the first big career highlight I had was actually a week into moving. So a little backstory, I moved from Raleigh, North Carolina to Atlanta, Georgia, uh, basically to do acting, but also I just wanted to explore a new place. Mm -hmm. And so I just remember, never think I got booked something the first week I'm here. And I booked a role called a photo double for a film called Vacation Friends on Hulu. Ooh. I'm not sure if you've seen it. came out like two months ago. It has John Cena and Meredith Hagner. I've seen and the commercial so for that. Basically, a little backstory. So, photo double, it's kind of like a stunt double. So, it, um, I would play the main character in the background. So, she was pregnant, actually, and so she needed like a lot of time to rest. Mm-hmm. So, the scenes where she'd be kind of lurking, doing something in the background... I had her same outfit on, like, same hairstyle, and I looked just like her. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, and so that was probably my biggest one. I was playing John Cena's wife, and I just remember there was one scene I did with him, and (laughs) I don't think I was ready because I was just so nervous. I was like, who am I to do this? Like, I've never done anything professional before. I just remember... And he was, like, the kindest person. He was just like, hi, what's your name? I'm John. I was like, hi. <laughs> like, I was, like, trying not to blush. Like, yeah. I was like, okay, Diana, let's be professional about this. And so this is surreal. I think that's when I really realized, like, I'm doing this. Like, there's no there's no stopping now. Yeah, you're probably thinking if I were you, I'd look, I'd look at John Cena and be like, please don't crush me. Please don't crush me. Because he's such a exactly. big dude. He was literally huge in person. Like, I, it's just crazy. It's, it's honestly crazy. I, like, I knew he'd be big, but, like, not that big. Yeah. 
He's like probably Terminator huge in person. Definitely. It was it was scary, not gonna lie. <laughs> oh yeah. How do you overcome stage fright slash set fright? So set fright I would say happened gradually because I feel like the first few big sets I was on, I was terrified, just like the vacation friends one mm-hmm. and then a few after that. And I think each time I did it, I got a little more comfortable with it. I think it's just one of those things that, like, the more you do it, like, the more you build your confidence. Mm-hmm. I would say stage fright. Honestly, the thing is, I feel like I never got over it because I'm so bad at memorizing lines. Oh, I am too. I'm the worst. I feel like I get so into my character that it's hard to remember it. And especially with theater, you have to say it like pretty much perfect so the person after you knows when to say their lines there's no cutting and you know theater so I feel like that's one reason I was just like I don't know about this one this is it, it, I feel like it made my acting worse because I couldn't really feel 100% comfortable to do my character without thinking about my lines yeah yeah I struggle with that too like 100% like I could call out on it in class all the time like I'll yeah, be in school I'll- taking an acting class and I'm like I know I suck at memorizing lines let's Let's cut to the chase. When you first like started acting, and maybe even now, what are some strategies you use? It's funny that you brought up being bad at memorizing lines, because my next question is, what strategies do you use to help yourself memorize lines? Oh, man. Honestly, so my acting teachers always told me like these crazy strategies, and it's like everyone I tried, I could not get. And there's just no way. And honestly, it's gotten to the point now where I just like, say it in my head over and over and I'll like practice too I think practicing out loud is another thing mm-hmm. it's just kind of a muscle memory type of thing that's helped a lot yeah but I always I feel like end up like improving more than I probably should but like because I just get so into the character that I just like mm-hmm. sometimes like you know it doesn't come out exactly right but hopefully like you know the other person like can pick up on theirs and you know the nice thing about tv and film is you know they'll just cut it yeah oh yeah it's the best part versus live theater where it's like no pressure but with tv and film it's like we could do another take it's okay exactly it helps so much oh yeah i'm sure would you ever want to be on broadway someday so honestly i think it would be really cool for like six months or like a year Mm -hmm. i definitely don't think i'd want to make that like a career do that forever but um, I honestly do love being on stage. There's mm-hmm. just, like, a rush that comes with it. But I don't know if I'd want to do that, like, full time. Yeah. Maybe just for once to say that you've done it and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. It's, like, I feel like I'm the type of person that says, like, let's try everything once. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. How do you like to find yourself in the characters that you play? So I always try to relate to the character somehow, and sometimes it can be hard. I actually, my boyfriend and I played serial killers in this one show on Oxygen called Killer Couples. That one was a little tough, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I always try to think like what the character's feeling. So for like even that role, you know, I was thinking, has she had a hard life? What like what motivated her to do this? Obviously, I'm not a killer, but like, for example, like times I've gotten mad at people or like, you know, maybe like ignored someone for a day or like, 
you know, said something mean, which I hardly ever do, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, what inspired that? And then I tried to, like, magnify in my head. Mm-hmm. But a lot of characters, it's easier for, like, especially characters like the underdog, for example. I love playing roles like that just because I feel like I was bullied some, like, in middle school, a little bit in high school. And so that's easier to relate to. And something I just love about that is I love to, like, inspire people and really be a voice for people. And through the projects I do, like, show people that, you know, I can overcome it and so can you. Yeah. That's, like, one of my goals. What was or were some of your favorite TV show or shows as a kid growing up? So one of my very favorites is Degrassi. I don't know if you've ever watched it. That was, like, before my time, sort of. Yeah, it's definitely an older show. Um, But basically, they had so many seasons. They might still be running. I'm not sure. But there are so many seasons. But they literally had a character for every single person. I swear. It was, like, and each episode, it was, like, a character goes through, like, something hard. Mm -hmm. And I loved that show because I felt like it was so relatable. There was, like, not one situation I can think of that, like, a character did not go through on that show. Like, some were, like, very dramatic, others were less dramatic, but I could just remember relating to so much of what the characters went through. And the actors also were just amazing. Drake was in it. I was just going to say Drake was in it. And just, like, yes! I feel like, yeah, I think that's where he got his start from. A lot of people don't even realize that he used to be an actor yeah just it's crazy like they were so good I think that's something else that I used to like watch it and think that'd be cool if I did that one day although I never believed it at the time to like know that I could but I would say that is amazing yeah it's like I forget that Drake got his start as an actor and I totally forgot that he got his start on that show so it's like, oh my god, Drake was an actor and he was on Degrassi of all possible shows. It's crazy, I know, and it's like, especially like his character too, I feel like it's so different than like him in real life. It's just like, it's wildly different, And but he plays it so well, like, ah, oh, he's great. Highly recommend, honestly, even just one episode, highly recommend watching. What is a talent that you wish you had? If I could be a singer too, that'd be so cool to like... Because I love being on stage and like just like being on stage singing and like expressing those deep emotions would be the coolest thing ever to me. Yeah. Are you more of a sweet or sour person? I would definitely say sweet. I feel like my friends would describe me as like the comforter, like always trying to comfort people and like encourage people. I can be sarcastic, but I feel like I just lean more on like the, the sweet, like motherly type Mm -hmm. of person are there any movies that you've seen so many times to a point that you can basically quote them um so movies i probably like there probably are some but honestly more than that i would say i know this isn't a movie but the office i absolutely love the office i don't know if you like it too but it's it's the best I've seen episodes. I haven't, like, watched it all the way through, and people call me crazy for not watching it all the way through, but I've seen it. I've definitely seen it. Yeah, it's, like, there's just something about it I love so much. I think it's the fact that, like, 
they take the most boring thing, like working like a desk job. Everyone seems to hate their job on that show. Mm-hmm. And they turn it into something so special. Just the way that like Michael you know, comes in every day and makes jokes, the way mm-hmm. that Jim loves to pull pranks on people. And every character just has such a distinct personality. Mm-hmm. I think that's why like I started watching it so much. And even though like the show's like hilarious, I feel like there are deep meanings in it. And I'll tell you one of my favorite quotes by that show would be later on in the season, Andy says, You never know you're in the good old days until they're over. And that just really resonated with mm-hmm. me. Yeah. If you could star in a remake of your favorite film, who would you want to play? Honestly, I might say Forrest Gump. I really love that movie. There's so much to that movie, like so many deep meanings behind that. Mm-hmm. I would play Forrest. Yeah. I know they wrote a male character, but I honestly think it could be a male or a female yeah. character. Yeah, gender bend. Um, definitely, definitely. And so I would definitely star as him. And... I just get all, like, all my friends to play it. I get my boyfriend to probably play the love interest mm-hmm. and like stuff like that. I just, I love, I mean, the thing is like, I'm sure I couldn't do it as well as he could. So like, I wouldn't be doing it a favor because he's just so amazing. Because he's Tom actor. Hanks. Definitely. But if for some reason, like that movie never existed and they needed somebody and he couldn't do it, I volunteer. <laughs> What is a household chore that you hate the most? Oh, man. So I would probably say, like, folding clothes would be the biggest one now. Just because, it, like, why can't they fold themselves? I know. What is a country that you haven't been to yet, but you want to travel to someday? I would probably say Italy. Number one, I love pasta. Same. Pasta. That's why I would go. Definitely. Same. It's just. I can't even imagine what their pasta would taste like. That would be amazing to try that. But also, I've just seen so many pictures and videos, and it's so beautiful. I just feel like, you know, it looks so different than, you know, America. So it'd just be nice to go there and see pictures and see all the different sites. When I was a when I was in my sophomore year of high school, like on the first day of class, my English teacher did this little presentation about like getting to know her, or whatever. And she said she went to Italy the previous summer, and I raised my hand and she said, "Yes, what's your question?" I said, "Is the pasta there as good as Olive Garden?" Oh my gosh! What'd she say? <laughs> she said, "Jamie, the Olive Garden pasta is awful compared to Italy." If that's if it's bad compared to Italy, because I love Olive Garden. Oh, I me too. How good it must be! Olive Garden's like my favorite ever. They, what do you get there? I get angel hair with meat sauce. Ooh, yum! I love that. I always get the Alfredo. Ooh, I don't think I've had that. Now I'm hungry. Now I'm really hungry. Who are some of your favorite artists to listen to? So, I would definitely say Megan Thee Stallion's a big one, City Girls, um, Doja Cat recently. Man, she's been killing it. So, those would be, like, my hip-hop people. And then somebody new that I've been really loving recently is Jessie Murph. I'm not sure if you've heard of her. So, she's a newer artist, 
and I actually had the privilege of starting one of her music videos. I played, like, this mean cheerleader who, like, bullies her, <laughs> which sucked because I'm like, she's the nicest person. I feel really weird, like, doing this. Obviously, it's, you know, for the video, but um, she, her songs are so relatable. She sings about hard times she's been through, and um, the one I was in, it's called When I'm Not Around. It's so good. Like, she talks about being bullied and, like, stuff like that and I just love it because I feel like it also like gives people like a hope and a voice and it's just so inspiring and so beautiful so I highly recommend checking her out where are some of your favorite places to shop Ooh, oh this one's tough because I have so many um definitely Bath and Body Works is a big one I love uh Forever 21 you just get like the best deals there like it's cheap and they just have so much all the time. It's like they, every time I go in that store, it's like everything's new. And it's like, where did all these other clothes go? <laughs> Honestly, scary to think about. But um, Zara, I've been loving recently. I feel like that's somewhere you go for more quality pieces. A nice jacket, you know, that you can use for years and years. Versus Forever 21, I feel like you use it for a few months and then something rips. Yeah. And are, you know, you got to take it back. So what is a fun fact that not a lot of people know about you Ooh, i would probably say that i'm really into stocks big stock market person um and i've been getting into crypto recently too i just love trading there is something about it that just gives me like this rush and it's just like it's a great pastime too because it's like it's a hobby and you make money from it yeah so it's like the best of both worlds yeah once again i've been speaking with actress diana kirk i will see you all in my next episode where i'm chatting with actress and singer liesel Colazzo.